Plus, a positive podcast. I am Gloria McCurney. Joining me today is a very special guest, Mindy Hayes. She is at the Naval Base Coronado School Liaison Officer. Exactly. Good to see you, Gloria. Thanks for having me over today. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. So um, there are over 1.6 million military children in the United States, and most face unique challenges due to their parents' service. I know. My daughter attended eight schools by the time she was in 10th grade. So moving from location to location every two to three years is part of the sacrifice many military uh, make in service to our country. This can lead to challenges uh, for the children. Can you tell me what are two to three of the top challenges that students face? Absolutely. Like you said, military family lifestyle is definitely unique. It comes with brings along many positive as well as uh, challenging experiences in the, in the military life. Uh, and it also brings along some really rewarding opportunities for students as they get to travel the world and experience different cultures and different uh, areas and bring all that experience back to the community in which they're going to be living next. So that's one really great thing. But some of the challenges that they do face are really individual to each student. Um, but some of the most common ones that we see are uh, just as youth transition, learning their new school, learning the new environment, and getting to be able to make new friends. Because that is kind of universal across all military-connected students. You have to end up leaving one area and going to a new one, and you say goodbye to many people, but then you get to meet a lot of new people as well. So we like to, I like to say that military kids really do connect the world because they know people everywhere. And that six degrees, you ever heard of six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Where <laughs> everyone's connected within six degrees, I think, in the military family. Um, and that's meaning the Navy family as a whole. I think it's more of like a three degrees of separation that you start to know people all over the place. Um, another challenge that military families uh, definitely face, or military students definitely face, and it really comes along more in high school, is the transitioning of credits from uh, one school to another because every state seems to have different uh, requirements in which to graduate. And so our military students, as they are, go through school and they're either hitting those requirements and they jump to another state, then all of a sudden they have a new set of requirements. So we do have legislation in place uh, that helps military students. It is called the Military Interstate Children's Compact Commission. That is a mouthful, so <laughs> it's more commonly known as the Compact or MIC-3. And it really is there to help level the playing field for military students and um, make it so that they can transition and through all those different schools, like you said, six to nine schools before you graduate that a student, a military student may attend. So it really helps them transition and um, be able to stay on track to graduate with their peers. I am so happy that compact is now in place. Absolutely. And it's fantastic because that compact is signed by all 50 states as well as the District of Columbia. So it really has a very big impact. And it, um, the, some of the key issues that it uh, talks about in the compact is, um, the, of course, graduation, but then also enrollment, eligibility, and things like that. So uh, it really does help 
make things a lot more smooth for our families. Tremendous. Yeah. Thank you so much. The military provides resource officers like yourself to help and support students. What are some of the resources that you provide to students? Well, I appreciate you asking. Uh, school liaisons, we, I am one of numerous school liaisons all over the world. Uh, so every branch of service has school liaison officers like myself. And uh, here in San Diego County, we have eight school liaisons, and we divide our areas of responsibility by school districts. Uh, Chula Vista Elementary School District and Sweetwater Union School District are supported by myself, as well as Shannon Masalia. Uh, and we divide, because the school districts are so big, both of them, uh, we divide out kind of by area that the schools that we support. But school liaisons um, help all military families with pre-K through 12th grade education uh, resource. So we can deal with, you know, school transfers, boundary information, local school information, uh, enrollment options, uh, special education navigation, and definitely college readiness is a big one as well. So we strive to connect the command, the schools, and military families and elevate and and leverage the resources within each of those entities to support our military students, which in turn also ends up supporting all the students. Great. Now, not all students and families take advantage of this program. This is a missed opportunity. What are some of the barriers keeping families from participating? Well, honestly, it comes down to a lot of times families don't necessarily know that they have a school liaison. Uh, that exists. And so uh, we work really hard to try to work with each of the school principals, as well as we also push into a lot of the school counseling, because it seems to a lot of times that our um, counselors get to know a little bit more one-on-one -on -one some of the students, and especially to students that are maybe having some challenges. And then that's where we can, as school liaisons, can also help assist. So uh, one of the programs I would love to let you guys all know about is uh, we have a military and family life counseling program that is embedded within the schools. So again, Chula Vista Elementary District, as well as um, Sweetwater Union High School District, are wonderful and have partnered with the Navy to allow the Navy to bring on these military family life counselors to sit on the school campuses. So not every single campus has an MFLAC, we love our acronym, so Military Family Life Counseling is MFLAC. But uh, not every school campus has an MFLAC sitting on the school site, uh, but we have them at the schools that have the larger military-connected populations. And then we're always striving to continue to add more. So we are in the process right now of adding some more. But basically an MFLAC is on site to provide confidential, no-cost counseling and support for military students and their families. Um, it is a great resource, and they also in turn know about myself as a school liaison and additional resources that we can elevate through the Navy that, have, that are available either on the base or there's so many organizations that we partner with as well that we can, again, connect those families and help just make everything a little bit smoother in their life. So how can a family get connected to an MFLAC? Uh, you know, a great place to start is the school office, the front office. 
Um, like everything else at a school, front office staff seem to know a little bit about a lot of things, right? Uh, and so if they are interested in getting connected to the MFLAC or to their school liaison, start with the school office and um, they can help push my way. Or um, if, again, if they're out of school that doesn't have a military and family life counselor, again, they can connect with me. Uh, and I will get them additional resources that are available, especially if it comes to counseling. There are so many opportunities that are available. So going back to the missed opportunities, why do you think some families, even if they know that the MFLEC exists, do not use them? You know what? Uh, there has been, for many years, obviously, uh, a stigma about getting mental health support. Uh, I'm really happy to say that the school districts, uh, as well as the Navy, have done a, you know, are constantly battling this every day to make getting mental health supports a little bit more of the norm. And so we really appreciate that. I'm really proud of all the work that's being done. Um, and so, you know, again, I'll go back with just realizing, letting people know that the military family life counselors that are on the campuses, they're support is 100% confidential. So when I say that, it's not just, oh, but they let the school staff know what's going on. No, they do not. MFLACs do not keep any records. They do not uh, share information with the school, with the command, or anyone else, because that is a big thing. A lot of times, again, it's very private when you want to have that mental health support. You don't necessarily want everybody to know everything about your life, uh, and then again, that's why those influx are so important and what they can do is really just making sure that they are there to provide that support and be confidential in whatever it is that they're discussing. The only time that they will go outside of um, and let others know what's happening is if it's a duty to warn situation where someone would harm themselves or others. But other than that, like I said, 100% confidential. They're a fantastic resource. And just to add to that, I remember when I had an MFLAC at my school, sometimes the parents worry that other children will see their child getting this assistance from an MFLAC. So what they would do is have fun activities at school where the child, the military child, could bring a friend or two and during lunchtime, they would all sit down and play games. So everybody wanted to be the friend of the military <laughs> child so that they could go and play. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yes, definitely. That is one great resource of having that MFLAC on a campus. Again, their one-on-one -on -one counseling sessions are for military students and their families only. However, those group situations where they're doing like the peer support groups, where they're talking about friendship, they're talking about problem solving, they're talking about self-esteem, those types of groups and all the fun activities are definitely for all students. And that's where I go back to what I was saying before about uh, the with the school liaison program that we really try to elevate or leverage the, the opportunities to support not only our military students, but all students. Correct. And April is coming up, and it's the month of the military child. What are some of the ways our community can help children feel at home and supported? Yes, a month of military child is celebrated every April. It's there to recognize and honor the contributions made by our military children. And when I say contributions, I'm talking about you know tackling those numerous school uh, transitions, 
taking on extra responsibilities when a parent is deployed or uh, having to deal with the added stress when possibly both parents are deployed at the same time. So the best way schools can show that support is to first acknowledge that the military student has a different, unique lifestyle. (laughs) Uh, And then beyond that, then taking that acknowledgement and turning it into a celebration, celebrating their contributions, uh, you know, through things like spirit days or a special event or um, shout outs, certificates, special recognitions, those types of things. It really does make a difference and shows the student that more people care that, oh, me being a military student, this is pretty special and it is a big deal. Um, And many schools around the world even do uh, what they call, they put a a call out on one day within April uh, to purple up for the military child. Uh, And that is just asking everyone in their community to wear purple on a certain day within the month. And that purple, the reason they say purple is because it's a blending of all the service colors into one. So your Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, and Space Force, all their colors blended into one make purple. So when you hear things in the military, when you say it's, it's a purple initiative, it's meaning across all services. Yes. Uh, at my school, we used to have an assembly and usually invite either a military parent or someone in the neighborhood who was a very important person to speak to the children and everyone in the school would wear purple. Oh, I love it. So the children really felt appreciated. It really is and it does make a difference. I mean, imagine being a new student in a school. It's their first, maybe it's their first time they've ever transitioned and so this is a big deal when you have to leave again. You leave what you know. You leave your teacher, your friends, your school, your home, your bedroom, the, the yeah. bedroom you've had, and then all of a sudden now you move to this new community. And then if you were greeted within the first couple months of, you know, having a school tour, having a, a, a buddy to eat lunch with and things like that, and then having something school-wide where you're doing this celebration, this recognition, then you're kind of looking around being like, that's me. I'm that military kid. You're, <laughs> You got it. That's, that's so I am super happy that that's something you did at your school. And I highly encourage all schools to do some sort of recognition. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So is there anything else you would like to mention that I haven't asked? Uh, well, again, I just really appreciate the partnerships that um, Sweetwater Union High School District, um, Chula Vista Elementary District, and all the East Lake schools. I mean, it's fantastic the support that is out there for our military families. I encourage it to can continue forward, and uh, always as whether it's from the school district, from a military student or a military family, please contact me at any time if there's more support that we can give and partnerships that we can build and create because. Again, it just is makes magic happen when everybody puts all their efforts into the same thing. Thank you so much for all the work you do. Thanks. Gentle- ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to Mindy Hayes. I appreciate you having me out. Mm-hmm.